Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Can we just give the worship team, the Christmas team, the production team, every single person that's been involved in this service so far, can we give them a hand clap for all that they've done? We honor you. Oh, man, I'm about to lose it. I'm telling you. Oh, y'all better be praying for me up here because I'm about to lose it. I am about to lose it. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Good morning, everyone. I'm telling y'all, I'm about to lose it. Ooh, God going to have to help me with this one, man. Oh, Jesus. Everybody just take a deep breath in and out. Man. I'm telling y'all, if I lose it, I gave y'all a warning. I told y'all I was about to lose it. Jesus. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Gap Church. Welcome. My name is David Oluadara Potusin, and I'm one of the leaders here at the Gap Church. And this is the Gap Church where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Merry Christmas in advance. <laughs> Thank you for um, joining our service, our last physical Sunday service of the year. Can we make some noise for that? <laughs> our last physical ser- Sunday service. Um, and man, um, this is just an amazing time that we get to reflect on the birth of Christ. Um, this is, he is the reason for the season. Um, this is just a season where we get to really just give glory to God and really just thank him for sending his son forth. Um, and we know the final story, not necessarily that he just died for us, but he rose. Amen. And so even as we were having this, uh, December 18th service, and this is our Christmas service, we're also ending a series today. Um, and our series is Vibes. Everybody say vibes. So if you're joining us for the first time, well, thank you, but um, we got we to gotta end this series. And um, I'm excited. I, I was thinking about it. I was like, who in the world, like, let me be on the last Sunday of the year? Why? <laughs> why? So that's why I'm like, God, help me. Um, and so I'm not going to do too many formalities. Um, I'm just going to hop right in because I believe that everyone needs to hear this, whether you're online or in person, everyone, this is a message uh, that is going to turn into a prayer, and I believe it for sure. And so um, if you're joining us for the first time, like I said, we're in a series called Vibes. It's the last week, and I'm not going to go into the formalities of what does Vibes mean. If you want to know all that information, you can go watch our past messages online, um, but can we give a hand for Lolade? Uh, for, for last week, um, uh, she really just set it off. <laughs> she really set it off. And, and um, today we're about to set it off again. Uh, I'm going to be real. And so let's get right into it. Romans 1, 16. Romans 1, 16. Romans 1, 16. Can we make some noise because we're opening the scripture? Come on. Romans 1, 16 to 17, we'll read both. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek, 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Bless the reading of the word. Um, so, Romans 1, 16, 
How many of us know the scripture? Come on. Wow. It's okay. I'll tell you why you should probably know this, this, this scripture. There's a famous record label that this is, their, this is their theme scripture. Reach Records, 116. Romans 116. And so I've always known this scripture since I was a young kid. I've been like, bro, when I get older, I'm going to make sure I get that tatted on me, Romans 116. And it was until now when I was studying again, I was like, so this is the context. So we've been reading about all the wild stuff that the people in the church of Rome have been doing, right? And so before Paul even gets into any of this, as I was studying, God highlighted this scripture to me. Before Paul goes into saying, oh, you know, you're worshiping the creation more than the creator, goes into all this, Paul starts and says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Of course, he says his formalities. He says, oh, I'm proud of you guys. You guys are great. I want to visit you. But before he enters his letter, he enters the real stuff. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm sure many of us, when we're talking to somebody, there's something that they usually say that we know what they're actually really saying. Like, for instance, if we have a conversation with somebody, I'm like, hey, so I need to talk to you. So yesterday, that already lets us know what they're about to say. So... For Paul to say this, I was like, this is very interesting. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. In Good News Translation, I love what it says. It says, I have complete confidence in the gospel. I have complete confidence in the gospel. And so I just couldn't get off of it. This is what happens when you study the Bible. You'll you'll be reading the scripture, and then there's just something that just won't let you. you, you It's like a chokehold. i got to stay here. And so I was like, okay. Romans 1.16, trust me, it'll make sense, it'll make sense. And so, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, I started to ponder on this. Hmm, okay, what does it mean to be ashamed? Because I like to break stuff down. What does it mean to be ashamed? Say something. What'd you say? Not proud of, of something. Another one, one more person. Ashamed. Huh? You don't claim it, okay, that's good. There's a definition online that says to be ashamed is basically embarrassed or guilty because of actions, characteristics, or associations. To be embarrassed or guilty due to actions, characteristics, or associations. When I think back of scripture, I start to think to myself, who are some people that may have gone through this this aspect or gone through this season of shame or being ashamed? The first thing that pops to me is Hannah. Hannah was it was has shame upon her or many were ashamed of her why because of a characteristic when we look at first samuel 1 6 to 7 it says strictly oh penina provoked her because of god closed her womb so because god closed her womb she became a laughing stock the characteristic and of course during that time i'm sure it's very very interesting why does one wife have more kids and the other one doesn't have any kids. There must be something wrong with that woman. She must be doing something wrong. The second person I started to think of, and many of us may know this person, is Peter. In John 21, we see Jesus after he resurrects. He comes back to the disciples, and he says to the disciples, he says to Peter strategically three times, Hey, Peter, do you love me? says it one time. Number two, 
Peter, do you love me? Peter's like, of course I love you. The third time, he says, Peter, do you love me? Peter's like, yes, I love you. But I can imagine Peter is trembling with guilt because Peter was the same person that denied Jesus Christ. Some people even say that the only reason why Jesus came back to the disciples in that place was just to encourage Peter. Because he knew how much shame was on Peter. That at the, the, the moment that you were supposed to defend me, you betrayed me. And that's why Peter was met back at where he started, fishing. And so when I think of ashamed, when Paul's saying, for, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, I'm like, okay, this gives me a good idea of what it means to be ashamed. But he says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. So what is the gospel? One person, shout it out. The good news. Okay, that's the good news. The gospel. It says in the scripture, it says in 17, for it is, for in it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Basically, the gospel is, the, is, is basically the plan for us to be saved. It tells us the whole story of how God went through everything to make sure and gave his son to us to die for us and resurrect so that we may, we may have eternal life. That is the gospel. So Paul is saying, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. And so when I read that, why would Paul say, for I am not ashamed of the gospel? He's letting us know that there's going to be things that are going to make you feel ashamed of the gospel. He wouldn't say, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, if nothing is, if, if it's all cool. He's letting us know that there's going to be things in life that are going to make us feel embarrassed of the gospel. That are, one, that are going to make us feel like, why are we associated with this thing? That we're not going to even want to claim it. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. And so Gap Church, I know we've been studying for the past two weeks about people, the Gentiles and the Jews, but today, God said I'm supposed to speak straight to us. This is the chapter gap. Gap chapter one. And I want you to know, when I was preparing from the beginning of this series, I was praying and I was reading the scripture. And I'll let you guys know this about me. When I pray, I don't get emotional like that. I'm not, a, I'm not an emotional person like that when I pray. It's, it's, it's just how I am. And for some reason, as I was praying, I began to feel a weight, such a heavy weight on my shoulders. And I began to weep, and the, the weight was shame. I began to hear, your church is dealing with shame. I began to feel a weight of shame. And so I was thinking to myself, like, what in the world, like, where is this coming from? What does this have to do with anything? And so as I began to think to myself, if you're taking notes, this is the title of my message, shame on you. As I began to think, the Spirit revealed to me that, you see, when Paul is saying, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, God revealed to me the problem with a lot of us, this is why we're living a lifestyle of vibes, is that, here's the thing, because there is shame on us, we are ashamed of the gospel. Because there is shame on us, we are ashamed of the gospel. When I started to think about that, I was like, what, what does that mean? I'm going to get visual. I'm going to come down to y'all. 
David, let me come through. Everybody make some noise for David. So, I'll make a literal for you. You see, what God began to help me understand was this. I'm going to just make this a, let's just think of this as probably bigger, if this was bigger. So, God began to reveal to me that here's the thing. You see, this is shame. When there's shame on you, right, when there's shame on you, and let me see, favor, it's time to act again. <laughs> you see, when there's shame on you, and you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this to you as well. This is, this is shame as well. You guys will not have shame in the my name of Jesus. Amen. So, you see, when there's shame on you, when it's your time to share the gospel, what happens is that you now see somebody else's shame, and it looks like yours. And so you now disqualify yourself from sharing the gospel. In turn, the more times you do that, you begin to, you begin to be someone who's ashamed of the gospel. Because every time you get close to somebody, they start to look like you. And you start to hear the voices that start to say, why in the world do you think you can bring this person to Christ? Look at what you've done. Look at your story. And so over and over and over, we begin to build a lifestyle of vibes, doing whatever, because we begin to get discouraged of the gospel. Because every single person we want to evangelize to, because of all the sinning that we've done, we're going to be real. All the stuff that we've done, there's a voice that keeps telling us, you slept with that person last night. Don't, think, don't, don't try and bring your co-workers to church. God forbid. I remember when I was younger. God forbid there's somebody you go to school with that will come into a worship service with you. You know. God forbid. No, God forbid, because you will start to feel such a, a, you usually be like this in service. But the moment you see them, why is that? Because there's shame on you. You can sit down. Thank you. Because there's shame on you. I'm going I'm to stay down here. Because there's shame on you. And so the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me that many of us, We've been sinning too much. I'm going to be real with you guys. We know this. Come on. Don't be, don't be fake. Don't be fake. This is not a fake church. You've been sinning a lot. And so what happens is that when you sin, I want you to realize that guilt can come in. Here's the thing about guilt. What's different shape? Guilt and shame. You see, guilt can actually lead you to repentance. Because guilt can make you feel bad. Man, that's such a bad thing. Why did I do that? And so you know what? I'm going to repent. But shame is a different story. Because shame starts to speak to who you are. Look at you. Really? You're a Christian? You call yourself a son of God? A daughter of God? You think you can go places with that? If that's how you're going to act, you think you have purpose? See, shame speaks to your identity. And so when you allow yourself to put on the clothing of shame, you now, over time, will become un very ashamed of sharing the gospel. I began to reflect on my own life. I've been through this. I, I, I didn't necessarily grow up with that many leadership positions, but I remember when I was in college, that's when I was really into leadership, and I started to realize that I couldn't even speak to people that I was supposed to be speaking to because guess what? I was doing so much wild stuff. I was watching pornography. I was dating different people. I was talking. I was in all sexual morality. Why? Because I was with the whole shame. So every time I see somebody, I'll be like, ooh, it's okay. God bless you. God bless you. I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll see them, 
someone that I can probably bring to Christ, a voice will tell me, who do you think you are? Look at yourself in the mirror. And I want you to understand this. You can have a whole bunch of shame upon you and still come to church. Because here's the thing. If you're not careful, over time, like I said, shame will continue to build up upon you. And so you begin to get further and further away from Christ. But the only thing that keeps you in contact with God is just coming to church. So you come once, twice every month maybe. You come to church and you slip right out after so you don't got to talk to nobody. You can serve with shame. You can greet people. Don't talk to your HOD that much. Don't, don't, don't talk. It's okay. Don't call me. You see their calls. You don't answer. You don't want people to get into the details of your life. Because if they got into the details of your life, you would be ashamed. And so, because of our shame, we disqualify the gospel. And I think it's important that Paul didn't say this. He didn't say, for I'm not ashamed of God. I want you to understand this. We are in a culture that isn't ashamed of God. God is vague. That's a vague word. God can be Allah. It can be Buddha. It can be your phone. So here's the thing. Everybody's going to say, God this, God that, for I am not ashamed. Please, nobody's ashamed of God. They're ashamed of the gospel. They're not ashamed of God. They're going to say it everywhere. Well, they always say, you know, he always says, thank God. Of course, it's easy. It's easy. But the gospel, it hurts. It puts you in check. You try and fight against it, and you can't. You're not going to win against it. <laughs> in some seasons, it's my favorite book. In other seasons, it's my sword. You can't, the gospel is different. You cannot fight against the gospel. So people are not going to be ashamed of God. They're going to be ashamed of the gospel. And why is it that on the last service, physical service of the year, we're going to be talking about shame in this short time? Why, am I, why, why is this something that we need to bring up? It's because it's plaguing our lives. We are in cycles of sin. Some of us literally riding in a nice Tesla straight to hell. <laughs> the newest edition, all red. Because we think about everything that we're doing. We keep on listening to every single voice. Who are you? You're not lovable. I'm going to tell you right now, shame will talk you out of your destiny. Shame will talk you out of your purpose. Shame will talk you out of starting the business that God has for you. Shame will talk you out of everything. Shame will disqualify you. And the worst part about it is that shame will use you to disqualify you. That's shame. And so, so many people, you haven't started the business. Some of you have been sitting on ministries because you don't want to tell your story. <laughs> Some of you are ashamed that you're even living because of your trauma. And in turn... This is why you're in certain circles. This is why you keep on doing what you keep on doing. This is why you're living the lifestyle of vibes. Because shame is plaguing you so much that you can't even speak the gospel. But I believe today that the garment of shame will come off. I believe the garment of shame will come off today. You see, God is so interested in shame. I want to encourage people. God is interested in shame. He's very interested. Why? I look at the story with the woman who was caught in, in, in adultery. 
when you look at the story of the woman that was caught in adultery, you see a woman who is who's ready to die pretty much. Men are looking at her. They have stones in their hands. They're ready. They're ready to throw it at her, probably spitting on her. And so she sees a man, Jesus. Jesus is walking towards her. And Jesus, I'm sure, I'm sure imagine, everyone's doing some crazy stuff. A man's walking to you. What's, what is he going to do? I don't know what he's going to do. And what does Jesus do? Jesus goes to the ground, does something, stands up and says, for all who are without sin, cast the first stone, goes back down, and comes back up, and everyone is gone. And you see, what that helped me understand is not necessarily an excuse for the sin. Because after that, what does Jesus say? He says, sin no more. Right? Sin no more. But what that let me know is that he's also interested in the shame that can come with sinning. That should be a prayer for somebody in here. That every single voice of shame surrounding me, by the time I lift up my head, they will be gone. I'm telling you, God is interested in shame because here's the thing. It's continually plaguing every believer. Think about the reason why you missed church last week. Think about the reason why you don't talk too much about it. Think about why you won't start the podcast. Think about why you don't have the Bible study anymore. It's probably because your life hasn't been reflecting anything. So now you don't want to share the gospel. And here's the caveat. It's a different thing if you're not trying to get better. That's a whole other situation. But when you're trying to get better... But the shame keeps pushing you back. That's a different situation. That's what we're addressing. That's what we are addressing. That's what we're addressing. That's what we are addressing. I believe God wants to really switch the garments today. Just switch the garments. I remember during power night as, as the worship was singing, I think Anna was saying, she, when she was ministering, she was saying that you're the restorer of my story. That's what that means. What does your story say right now? What does it say? It's played. Here's the thing. Shame can come from people close to you. Some of the shame that you feel the most has been words from people close to you. From your father, from your mother, from your sister. And so your excuse of sinning is because of what they've said. It's because of the voices that you continually hear day in, day out. That's what's keeping you in bondage. That's what's keeping you in bondage. That is what's keeping you in bondage. Is that those words that were spoken, words of shame, the things that you've held on to. I want us to stand up real quick. I just want us to close our eyes and I just want us to reflect real quick because there's people that I know this message is speaking to. You're ashamed of the gospel because of the shame that's been put on you. It's not, it's not, trust me, it's not hard to think about if it's you or not. I remember back then I would think to myself that why can't I bring a soul to Christ? It's because I consistently was disqualifying myself every single time. 
and the worst part about it, the last thing that Paul ends with in that scripture is that he says that it's so bad that we begin to approve of what other people are doing, the sins that they approve of. What gets someone to the point that they approve of other people's sins is when they look at someone and when they want to say something to them, they think about the shame that they have within them. They hear the voice of shame saying, you cannot correct that person because of what you're going through. The first thing I want us to do real quick is I want us to pray for forgiveness. I want us to pray for forgiveness because there's some people that the, the, the starting point to the garment coming off is mercy. Is you saying, God, ask for forgiveness. Some of you have been so, so stuck in your patterns that you don't even ask for forgiveness anymore. You just say, God got me. God, I'm, I'm sorry. God, forgive me of this thing I've came on doing. Forgive me of these sins, Heavenly Father. Come on. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, the sin, it's too much, I know. I'm sorry, Heavenly Father. God, I'm asking for forgiveness. I'm asking for forgiveness, Heavenly Father. I'm going to do a special altar call. If you want the garment of shame taken off of you so you can be unashamed, it's special. It's a unique one. The garment of shame to be taken off of you so that you can be unashamed of the gospel. I want you to come up here. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Trust me, you know it's you. That's part of the first step. Don't let your shame talk you out of it. Don't let your shame talk you out of it. Is, has there been a voice that you've been hearing that's been disqualifying you? You're no good. <laughs> How can God love you? Telling you that everything is against you, you're not going to succeed. God has given you an opportunity this afternoon and he's saying, if you want your garment of shame removed, if you want it exchanged for a better garment, this is your chance. Every voice that's been telling you, you're not qualified. <laughs> you're all alone. You're stupid. Nobody likes you. You'll never be good. You won't do anything with your life. You won't fulfill purpose. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment. The garment of shame to be taken off. The voices of shame to be shut up. If you're up here, I just want you to begin speaking in the Holy Spirit if you can. 
And the first prayer that I want us to pray is, God, remove every shame for the empowerment of boldness. God, let there be an exchange from shame to boldness, Heavenly Father God. Lord, exchange the shame for boldness, Lord. I decree, Heavenly Father God, remove every aspect of shame from me, every shame that has silenced my voice, every shame that has silenced my dreams, every shame that's told me that I'm not good enough, that there's nothing that can come out of me, every shame that's made me disqualify myself, push myself away from family, push myself away from friends, every shame that's led to comparison, because that's for some of you right here. There's a shame that you keep on hearing and it leads you to comparison. God, I decree Heavenly Father God, Lord, remove the shame and I accept the boldness. Remove the shame and I accept the boldness. Remove the shame and I accept the boldness. Heavenly Father God, remove the shame and I accept the boldness. Amen. I want you guys to stay up here. I want to encourage you all even people in here. I'm going to say, because I think there's like three more people that need to be up here. And this is what I'm, I want you to, to, to really understand. Even, we're, we're, we're celebrating the birth of Christ, and I want you to understand this. God does care about shame. I look at the story of Mary. Mary, a 16-year-old, 14 to 16-year-old person who was engaged to a man out of nowhere. She's now pregnant out of nowhere. If you look at the scripture, it says that Joseph was going to leave her quietly so that he wouldn't embarrass her. And you know what the scripture says? It says that God went to Joseph to affirm that, guess what? It's true. It is true. She is pregnant. I'm the one that impregnated her. He's, that's what the scripture says. And I think that is so important because guess what? Imagine if Jesus was in a world where his mom had to deal with all that shame by herself. I'm telling you, there's some things that God is going to, God wants to remove some shame because the purpose that you're going into, it can't deal with that shame. It cannot deal with that shame. Imagine if, if Mary was a single mother, <laughs> having to be beaten and battered, all of her friends laughing at her. Wow. Look at this one. She was supposed to be engaged and married. Now she has a kid. And imagine every single time she would probably look at Jesus and be like, you're the reason why I never fulfilled my potential. I never did what I needed to do. You see, shame will lock you up. And so I believe that God had to deal with that from the very beginning. The moment that Joseph said, you know what, I'm leaving this woman. God said, you know what, Joseph, stay. 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 Stay put. Stay put. There's three more people. We're going to pray. I want us to pray. Every voice of shame must be silenced. God, every voice of shame must be silenced. Every rate. God, I decree every voice of shame will be silenced. Every voice, whether it's coming in human form, in mental form, in social media form, I decree it shall be silenced. I silence every voice of shame. Every voice of shame that's been tormenting me, whether in the nighttime, whether it's been tormenting me when I'm at work. Heavenly Father, I decree that voice of shame must be silenced. I silence it. I silence it. I silence it. I silence it. Every voice of shame that leads to comparison. I silence you. I silence you. I silence you. The voice that says, because you don't have a husband, you're not going to be anything. Because you're not associated with these people, you have no future. Every voice of shame, you will be silenced. You will be silenced. You will be silenced. The voice that says they're never going to promote you. Who are you to think you're great? They're not going to promote you. You're nothing. You're nothing. 
nothing. The voice that says you're not like your peers. See the way you do your life. I silence you. Every voice of shame. Every voice of shame. I want us to pray that every, every bondage of shame that I've walked myself into, Heavenly Father. God, I relieve myself. And I pray, Heavenly Father, the bondage is broken. Every bondage of shame, Heavenly Father, God. Lord, I've attached myself to. I've allowed the shame to stack up. I've allowed the shame to overwhelm me. I am now limping because of how much shame is upon me, Heavenly Father God. I loose myself from every bondage of shame, God. Every bondage of shame that wants to lead me away from my destiny, lead me away from my calling, lead me away from my purpose. Heavenly Father God, I decree every bondage of shame shall be broken. It shall be broken, Heavenly Father. It shall be broken. It shall be broken, Heavenly Father. It shall be broken, Heavenly Father God. I just decree right now, God, everyone that is dealing with shame in this room, Heavenly Father God, Lord, I decree, God, this will be the last day. We pray for an exchange in garments for them, Heavenly Father God. Every inherited garment of shame, inherited garment of shame, maybe their family passed it on to them that you're not going to do anything great. In our family, we're not good. In our family, we're not great at this thing. In our family, we don't succeed in this area. Oh, in our family, we're not destined in this area. We're not good in this thing. I decree, Heavenly Father God, we take off that generational garment of shame. We take off every generational garment of shame. We pray, Heavenly Father God, every general generational spiritual voice of shame. Generational spiritual voice of shame. You keep hearing a voice for some reason. It's coming from somewhere. God, Lord, I pray, let that mouth shut. Let it shut, Heavenly Father God. It shall be shut. It shall be shut, Heavenly Father. Lord, we shut it. We shut it, Heavenly Father. We shut it, oh God. We shut it, oh God. We shut it, oh God. Heavenly Father, God, I decree every noose of shame, God, that is silencing my voice. Every noose, oh God, every noose of shame around my neck, silencing me from speaking up, silencing me from being bold in my faith, silencing me from being ready to share the gospel, God. I decree, Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we untie the noose and we burn it. We untie the noose and we burn it, God. I decree every noose that is silencing me, God every noose of shame that is silencing me heavenly father god i decree and i declare heavenly father god lord we take it off we take it off heavenly father we take it off heavenly father god i just pray for these individuals that are even up here heavenly father you've purposed them for greater god so i decree heavenly father god for them Every shame, Heavenly Father God, that may have held them down in any way. Shame that has silenced them from speaking in boldness, God. Shame that's led to comparison, Heavenly Father. Shame that has made them unintentionally or maybe intentionally ashamed of sharing your gospel. And ashamed of walking into purpose, Heavenly Father God. We decree, Heavenly Father God, Lord, you take the shame away, Heavenly Father. You take the shame away, Heavenly Father God. I decree that their story shall be changed. Their story shall be changed, Heavenly Father God. For every word of shame that was spoken to them, God, I pray for an exchange of a glorious word from you, God. I pray you exchange every word of shame for a glorious word from you, God. I decree, Heavenly Father, God, Lord, they will not struggle with it, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, even as a voice wants to come, God, we pray, Lord, that you silence their ears from hearing it, God. We pray for a filtration system to their ears, Heavenly Father, God, Lord. Every voice of shame that wants to come to their ears, it can't even get through, God, because it's a filtration system, Heavenly Father, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, even if they've used their own mouth to shame themselves, Heavenly Father, God, I pray, Heavenly Father, for a divine restructuring of vocabulary and words, Heavenly Father, God, a divine restructuring 
structuring Heavenly Father God and what they speak on themselves Heavenly Father God I pray for anyone that may be around them family God whoever it is Heavenly Father that may be the source of the shame Heavenly Father God the source of the words of shame Heavenly Father God I pray that you shut them up God you shut them up Heavenly Father God I pray Heavenly Father God anyone that is up here Heavenly Father God Lord maybe their destiny is tied to them Heavenly Father God breaking off of shame God I pray once this is breaking off Heavenly Father God you launch them forth God you launch them forth Heavenly Father you launch them forth Heavenly Father in the mighty name of Jesus we pray you may sit down I just want to say three things y'all can sit down before I close I want to say three things or two things you know I believe that God was just speaking to me and saying that there's five people five people in this room or maybe they're watching online I don't know but if you let go of the shame and share your story, you will see how many salvations will be linked to it. That because you haven't shared your story yet because there's shame surrounding you. But your shame needs to be taken off so you can tell your story. If you let your story out, the salvations that will come, you will see. God is ready to partner with you to show forth that yes, your story can be a saving point for many people. But the shame has to be discarded. So every shame that is silencing you from telling your story, take it off. Your story is ready to have salvations linked to it. God is ready to use your story. You know who you are. The last thing I want to do is that I want to give people, maybe in here or online, an opportunity to come into relationship with Christ. So I want us to bow our heads. I think this is such a great Sunday to do this as we're in a season that we get to reflect on the birth of Christ. I think it's also time that we get to reflect on what it can mean to be in relationship with Christ. It can be, it's the best decision you'll ever make. And he's waiting on you. He's waiting for you. He's knocking, but it's up to you to open the door. The journey may not be easy, but trust me, it's fulfilling. Knowing that your name will be written in the book of life. And so, I want us to all say this prayer together. But if you really mean this and you really want to get into a relationship with Christ, I want you to really mean this while as we're saying this. And so, let's say this together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Keep your eyes closed. And I just want anyone who really meant that prayer, I just want you to raise your hand just there. If you really meant that prayer, to come into relationship with Christ. I just want you to put your hand up. If you're online, you can text the number that's there. Text saves the number. Yeah. In my name, Jesus, we pray.
Amen. Before we transition to offering, I want to I want to encourage you guys and task you guys this week. I want you to make this for real. Do something bold. <laughs> do something bold. But I'm not saying do something bold like just do I'm saying show that you are unashamed of the gospel. Show that you are unashamed of the gospel. Some of you, you guys don't even mention anything about Jesus in your life. Talk about social media, anything. Do something bold. That thing that you've been waiting to post, I think now is the time. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. 